money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. We're just getting warmed up. We've got uh, people that are going to be coming, but uh, we're going to do a little bit of an early show for you guys. We are also broadcasting, if you're wondering where all the equipment in the middle is all about. Um, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll do a little uh, kind of warm-up session with you guys as we're uh, kind of getting ready for the main presentation. Um, so let me start by asking the question, uh, is anybody looking at a house to buy? Anybody looking at a house? You got, what, what are you looking at? Tell, tell us, share with, uh, tell everybody, what, what are you looking at? You're looking for one? Did you find one yet? Have you, have you found anything that looks interesting? What are you doing to find them? Zillow, and what's the other one? Oh, Har, not Har. Har, okay. Well, um, I'm gonna give you a bunch of other places to look um, that, are, that are probably gonna be better than those. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit later. What, what, do you, what do you want the property for? Okay, so you wanna live in it and then maybe later rent it out. Okay, um, all right. So, Okay. All right. Um, I, I'll tell you, I hate that idea. So, I mean, I, I, I love you, but I hate that idea. So, um, in general, um, two single family houses will do much better than one duplex. Uh, duplexes don't appreciate as well as single family. Um, number two, I don't know who anybody is that lives in any of my properties. I have lots of friends, but I don't want my tenants to be my friends. Uh, because when my friends are in trouble, I help my friends, but I don't want to have to help everybody that's a tenant. So I would never want my tenant to know who I was, let alone live next to me. Uh, number three, I don't want to be a property manager. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's not the highest and best use of me. I'm going to make money flipping houses, buying houses, selling houses, doing stuff. When I'm, you know, fixing toilets or, or, or talking to tenants, I'm making not a lot of money. When I'm finding a deal, I'm making a lot of money. So I want to spend my time not being a property manager. So how many rental properties should you own before you hire a property manager? Be one. <laughs> the first one. Yeah, and, and, and uh, yeah, that, that would be one. So I'm not, not a big fan of the, the duplex thing. Um, I think there's just a lot of things you could do and make a lot more money, be better use of you. Um, as far as like where you go to find them, looking at HAR, looking in Zillow, that's essentially what, what is called the retail marketplace. That's where you're gonna pay full price. Now, if you just want what you want, you know, whenever I talk to somebody looking for a house, it's like, do you want what you want or do you want what you need? Like, do you want like a deal, like a discount or something that, uh, you know, could be a good investment property or do you just want what you want? Sometimes people just want what they want. I wanna live in this neighborhood in a 2,500 square foot house that has these features and blah, 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 blah. And if you, if you want what you want, you need to look in HAR and Zillow. I mean, because that's where you get the big pool of stuff and you can pick exactly what you want. The odds are a million to one that it's gonna be at a discount that you buy it, right? You're gonna pay full price for it, but you'll get what you want. If you're looking for a discount, 
right? Or some kind of thing that could be a good investment property, it's not gonna be in Zillow uh, or in HAR. It's gonna be using many other methods. I'm gonna go through a bunch of them, but it's gonna be like driving around looking for distressed properties, or there's various mailing lists of, of distressed properties and sellers. Uh, and, and those could be uh, good sources for uh, you know investment uh, kind of property. Um, I do like mixing like the homestead and the investment thing. Um, but I will say, here's a little trick about the homestead thing. The best uh, uh, part of the whole tax code, or the tax code has a lot of wonderful stuff in it for real estate investors. And the 1997 Homestead Exemption Act says, if you call something your home uh, and then you sell it, the first $500,000 is completely tax-free, completely tax-free. So I only have one home at a time. When I'm going to make my home an investment strategy, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to live in it for a couple of years. I'm going to sell it. And hopefully I'm going to buy it at a big discount and I'm going to sell it full price. And hopefully I'm going to make $500,000 or more. And if I do, it's all tax free. And there's a big difference between making $500,000 taxable and $500,000 tax free. Now, maybe it's going to be only $100,000 tax free or $200,000 tax free, but any money you make when you flip a homestead uh, is tax free, provided you live in it any two of the last five years. So the problem is if you buy a house at a big discount, you live in it for a couple of years, and then you rent it out. Then later on, if you keep it for five or 10 years as a rental property, then when you sell it, it's not a homestead, right? So you can sell it, but you don't get the money tax-free. And man, that tax-free money is as good as it gets, right? You don't even have to declare it. You don't have to deduct it. You don't, it's just free money. And most people, when they get to the age of 65 and they look back at their lives and they add up like their whole net worth from a whole lifetime of everything they've done, most of their net worth comes from what, you know? their home and it happened by accident right and they did all these things to save for the future and then they add it all up at the age of 65 and most of their net worth came from their home right the equity in their home so I say do it on purpose right I love the idea of like buying a house a big discount living it for a couple of years and selling get all the money tax-free and do it again and then again and again and again but you're not gonna find that in horror so I'll show you in a little while uh, where you're gonna find that so we're doing a little warm up, guys. Um, we're gonna do the main presentation in a little while. Um, I'm Phil Grove. I'm one of the co-founders of the Texas RIAs, the largest network of real estate investor associations in Texas. Is anybody looking to buy a house? Who's got a house? You, you got a, what are you looking for? Okay, so you were thinking of the same idea, like buy a duplex, live in half, and rent out the other half? I used to do it. Yeah. I, I, I just hate that idea. Just buy two houses, live in one, don't tell them where you live and rent out the other one. Houses appreciate much better than duplexes. I mean, anything works, right? I mean, you can make money with that, but I'm gonna tell you, you can make a lot more money buying two houses than a duplex. So, I was they, trying to do that and super What's that? There's not a lot of duplexes, either way. Yeah, well, don't buy a duplex, but buy two single houses. Yeah, there's lots of houses. So, um, I mean, are you okay buying two houses? I haven't used credit in years. I don't know, it's been gosh, 15 years since I got a loan. I don't know. I got $30 million worth of houses, but I don't, I don't get loans from banks. Oh, so okay. yeah, it was, it, who has credit to get $30 million worth of houses? I mean, if I relied on down payments and credit, I'd probably have, you know, uh, maybe a million dollars worth of houses instead of $30 million worth of houses. So I'm gonna show you how to buy houses 
without requiring your money or your credit, right? And it's the only way to do it because it scales. I mean, you don't scale. You got a job, I have no idea what you do, I have no idea how much you make, I have no idea what your credit is, but I can tell you one thing that I'm sure of, it's not enough, right? If you're relying on your income to produce down payments and, and your credit to get loans, you can buy one house a year if you make a lot of money, you have great credit. I mean, and it's gonna take you 50 years to, to, to scale up. Um, so you gotta learn how to use other people's credit, seller financing, other strategies that are much more scalable, right? And, and you know, putting money down on rental properties. Any money you put down, when do you get it back? 20 years, yeah, like when you sell the rental property. Any money you put in the rental property, it's gone, right? When you get it back, you get it back 20 years from now. I mean, like I've got a lot of rental properties I've owned for 20 years, right? And the money I put down, whatever it was, it's still there, right? And that, that just sucks up your capital, right? And, and, you know, cash is king. I mean, you only have so much and, and it doesn't scale. Um, so with rental properties, the trick is to put as little money in, in the rental property as possible. Right, um, we could refinance the, the capital out. Uh, some people call that the Burr strategy. We've been doing it long before they had Burr, but you know, um, you, you can refinance the, the capital out, or you can buy with no money down. Right, and there's some strategies we're, we're going to teach you how to do that. So, um, okay, glad to have you here. Who else is looking at buying a house? What are you thinking? I'm looking at a townhouse. Townhouse? What do you want to do with it? Fix it and flip it. Okay, great. Have you done it yet? Have you? Uh, is this gonna be your first one? No, I have a rental property right now. Okay. Oh, okay. So you already found one. You already found one. Is it? Is it distressed? It needs some work. Needs some work. But but. Oh, okay. Well, so they are trying to sell. Right, but um, yeah, going back to kind of the hard thing, the, 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 the MLS, Multiple Listing Service, we call that the retail marketplace. Uh, and, and what is the retail marketplace? That's where everybody in the world competes with each other to see who could pay the most, right? And, and you know, we always say, you don't wanna compete against everybody in the world because some of those people are stupid and you don't wanna compete against stupid, right? <laughs> or at least you don't wanna win, right? So generally speaking, I can't even think of the last time I bought a house that was listed in the MLS by Realtor. I mean, it's been literally, gosh, I don't think in the last decade. I mean, it's like, what's that? Yeah, I like that. We call that driving for dollars, yeah. And, you know, driving around, you find distressed properties, abandoned properties, they're the best, right? Track down the owners using skip traces. I mean, that's, now we're, now we're getting excited, right? That's, that's, that's exciting to me. You know, and, and when you get a property at a discount, the trick is you need to find, you know, if, if you were allowed to ask one question of a seller, what question would you ask? No, not close, close. Why are you selling the house? That's it. I mean, a really experienced investor, if you only, I, I ask a lot of questions, but if I'm only allowed to ask one question, it's why are you selling? Now, here's the thing. If the answer is, I wanna make a bunch of money to buy a bigger, nicer house, or I wanna to move to Florida, or I wanna you know, buy an RV and travel around the country, if, if it's some reason that is non-motivated, they just want what they want. What, what they're saying is, I don't have to sell this house. I wanna sell this house. You're never gonna buy that house at a discount. I'm sorry, because you're either gonna not sell it because they're not gonna get what they want, or, or somebody's gonna give them what they want, right? 
Now, if the reason they're selling is, I'm facing foreclosure, I lost my job, I'm getting a divorce, I'm moving out of the country, right? I got medical problems, whatever. Then what do I know? Here's what I know. I know they have to sell the house. They don't just want to sell the house. They have to sell the house. So they're either going to sell it to me or they're going to sell it to somebody who has more skill than me. But somebody, real estate investor, is going to buy that house, especially if it's distressed. So you're looking for a property where somebody has to sell the house, right? And, and um, you're not going to find that in the MLS. You're going to find that driving around. And I'll give you a whole bunch of different sources. I'll give you a bunch of lists you can use uh, to, to find those houses too. So... Who else is looking to buy a house? Anybody else? So everybody here is for real estate, right? <laughs> That's good. Uh, anybody looking at a house to buy? No? Okay, no problem. Well, we'll go around the room. What are you doing here? Okay, what are you guys, what are you looking for? What are you thinking? I'm actually looking into investing. Okay, you're in the right place, so glad to have you. What, what kind of investing? I mean, you know, real estate is a great thing because you can generate income, wealth, you know, long-term, short-term, active, passive. I mean, so. On both sides, uh, residential and commercial. Okay, we do both. Mm -hmm. um, so are you trying to kind of decide where you want to do or you're going to, are you already planning to do both or what are you thinking? Actually, I want to holding. Yeah, okay. That's, so. that's not an unusual, you know, trajectory. Um, when somebody tells me they want to get started and they're looking at all the different possibilities, yes. you know, I do active, I do passive, I do residential, I do commercial, right? And to me, none of them are better than any other. So they just, to me, they just solve different problems, right? So like, if you tell me, uh, I really want to quit my job. I don't like what I'm doing, or maybe I just want to find something that makes me more money. And my goal is to make a hundred thousand or many hundreds of thousand dollars in a short amount of time as possible. I'm going to say, go flip houses. That's the fastest way to replace your income and quit your job. If you said, what I really want to do is build my wealth. I want to be 20 years from now. I want to be sitting on a beach, drinking margaritas, not without a worry in the world. I'm going to say buy rental properties. Everybody should buy rental properties, right? And so, so everybody should do that. But if that's your primary goal, I'd say buy, start buying rental properties, right? If you said, I have a big pile of money. I, I got half a million dollars or you know, $100,000 and I just want to make money with my money. I'm going to say invest in commercial syndications. Passive, commercial, twice the return of the stock market, half the risk. Um, Nobody ever goes back to the stock market once they start doing that, right? You gotta, you gotta know the people who do it, but, but once you get into that, you never go back. If you said, I wanna, be, I wanna do the big deals, I wanna, I wanna do the million dollar flips, I wanna make a million dollar flip, million, 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 I'm gonna say flip commercial, do commercial syndications, but here's the catch. Uh, typical commercial syndications take at least three to five years. So it is big money, but it's not fast money, okay? Flipping houses is pretty fast. Um, so, that's why they all work, right? They just solve different problems. So of those, kind of what do you think is uh, the first problem you're trying to solve? Okay. I'm, I'm going to flip houses. Flip houses. And nothing wrong with wholesaling. Um, well, I will say, I mean, the thing about wholesaling is it's a lot of work. It's one of 12 strategies I use, I teach. I would say, even though it's the easiest one to do, Easiest one to teach, it's, it's the hardest one that makes the least amount of money for, for the amount of effort you put in. And I do wholesaling, but I mean, I'm just, I, it's one of 12 things I do. I'd say it's the hardest one uh, that makes, on average, the least amount of money for the amount of effort you put into it. Now, if you're thinking like it scales and it takes no money, I'd say, well, there's many others that also scale and take no money, so I'd, I'd learn a bunch of them, right? And, and I, I'd do them all. 
And, and I would also do fix and flip, why not? And if you're thinking like, well, you know, fix and flip uh, takes a bunch of money or whatever, and I'm not sure I wanna do that right away, I would say partner with people, right? And, and leverage other people's skills and, and experience and power teams. You bring them the deal, right? And, and, and partner with them. Because uh, you're gonna make a lot more money. If it's a great deal, why give it to somebody else? Why don't you just keep it yourself, right? If you don't have the money, we'll partner with somebody with the money, right? And you'll make a lot more money. If you're no big hurry, right? Like, you know, yeah, wholesaling is a little faster, but if you're no big hurry, you make a lot more money. You know, keeping the good deals for yourself than, than give them to somebody else with a wholesale. Right. So that's, that's, that's my opinion. All right, well, guys, we're doing a little uh, warm up. Um, I'm Phil Rowe, one of the co-founders of the Texas RIAs. Um, we've got a little early show. Uh, I'll look at my uh, clock here. We're going to start the main presentation shortly, and I'm just kind of going around the room, getting to know some of you guys and asking you guys questions about kind of what you're trying to do. Uh, I got a couple of volunteers. I'm going to pick on you. What are you doing here? Me? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to some meetings and, and seminars and stuff like that and starting to learn. And uh, kind of what do you learn? What do you what are you thinking you want to do from what you learn? Because we talked about like kind of there's many different possibilities. Like a realtor license. Okay. So let's talk about that for a minute. A lot of people think, well, I'm gonna maybe start by getting a realtor license. Um, I'm not a realtor. Uh, every successful real estate investor I know is not a realtor, okay? But there's nothing wrong with being a realtor. It's an honorable profession. Um, but there's two reasons to become a realtor, uh, and only two reasons that I know of to become a realtor. Do you want to drive people around and show them houses and help other people buy their houses? Is that something you would like to do? Um, to some also. Okay. If you want to help people buy houses and you want to help people sell houses, then become a realtor. And that's you get paid to do that. But if you think that somehow getting a realtor license will help you be a real estate investor, it will not help you, it will hurt you, okay? I specifically don't have a license, nor do I want a license, because if I had a license, there'd be all sorts of things that I couldn't do, right? That make me lots and lots of money. Uh, so a lot of people have this perception that like, it's real estate, right? You know, like, wouldn't that be helpful to learn more real estate? How many realtors do we have in the room, okay? Did you learn anything about real estate investing in realtor school? No. no. Like nothing. No. Like they don't even cover that. It's not even one of the videos. There's not, there's not a single lesson, not a single video, nothing at all to do with real estate investing. And that's the thing. So a lot of people get the license thinking somehow it's going to learn, you're going to learn something about real estate investing. And then they're like, well, there's nothing about real estate investing here. Right? There you go. Yeah. So how would you, and that's pretty I, I do that. I tell the realtors, if you have a troubled property, off-market property, bring them to me. I don't need to be a realtor to tell a realtor to bring me their off-market deals. Um, but the challenge that the realtors have is you have to follow all the rules of being a realtor. Like, you know, if every time, I mean, for those of you that are realtor that want to be real estate investors, here's a little tip. Every time you negotiate to buy a house, you have to get the seller buyer, you have to get the other person to sign a representation agreement that specifically says, I'm a realtor. I know about real estate. I'm representing me and not you. I'm doing what's in my best interest and I'm specifically not doing what's in your best interest. That's 
that can be a little awkward, right? I mean, you can do it, right? There's, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but, but you have to go through these extra steps. Another step, you know, sometimes I get phone calls from people that hired a realtor and the property didn't sell. Now, if somebody calls a real estate investor and they already have a realtor, why are they calling a real estate investor? What do you think? How do they feel about the realtor? Yeah, they're ready to stab the realtor in the eye with a knife. That's a little tip. Like, if somebody likes their realtor, they're going to say, you don't talk to me, you talk to my realtor. That's what they're going to say. If they want to talk to you, here's what the translation is. You don't talk to the realtor, you talk to me. The realtor's not doing their job, so I'm taking this direct. Okay? Now, if you are a realtor, and you discover that the person you're talking to has a realtor, cease and desist. You are not allowed to talk to that realtor. You could lose your license. Now me, when somebody tells me they have a realtor but they're not happy, that's a, that's a great lead. That's a fantastic lead. So what you're telling me is you're trying something that's definitely not working and you want to try something different. I'm here. I, I can take that lead. So that's why I would not want to be a realtor. Right? And there's nothing wrong with being a realtor. It's an honorable profession, but I'll go back to what I said before. There's two reasons to get your license, because you want to help people sell houses and you want to help people buy houses. And if that's what you want to do, by all means, become a realtor, because they will teach you how to do that. And realtors are the best in the world at retail real estate. But I don't actually participate in retail real estate. I participate in wholesale real estate. It's a completely different real estate. It's off market. It's a completely different set of rules. It's a, it's a whole different ballpark. You know, the only time I deal with retail is when I go to sell, and then I have a realtor sell it for me because they are the best at the world at doing that. I, I don't buy with realtors, but I certainly sell with realtors because they're the best. You want to sell for top dollar? Hire a realtor, right? And get them to sell it for you because that's what they do. Yeah. Sorry, uh, gives you certain Beautiful question. All of the realtors that in the room, yeah, yeah. So all of the realtors in the room, I asked the question, did you learn anything about real estate investing? And they all said no, okay? Where do you learn all the procedures and contracts and processes to do this without being a realtor? At your local real estate investor association. So you're in the right place. That's what we do. We teach people that are usually not realtors, although some cases realtors, how to invest in real estate without being a licensed realtor. That's it's exactly what this network does. There's all kinds of training and resources and hundreds of YouTube videos, and that's, that's what real estate investors do. I'm learning that uh, yeah. involving a realtor. I, I haven't used a realtor in years. I hire a realtor when I go to sell something, because they're really good at that. So I say, go sell this, get as much as you can for it, put it on the MLS, and, and that's, you know, tell me when we're ready to close. But, but I don't, that's my only interaction with realtors is they sell my properties when I'm done with them. I don't use realtors to negotiate. I don't use realtors to make offers. I don't certainly find any deals with realtors at the MLS or any of that because that's not the wholesale marketplace. It's the retail marketplace. And it's a totally, there's like these two parallel universes, the retail world, the wholesale world. And people think, oh, there's some, there's some, it's sort of the same. It's not at all the same. Right, and, and this is like the misnomer. Like if you wanted to buy a retail sweater, what would you do? You'd go to Old Navy, you go into the store, you go up to the girl behind the counter, you say, I'd like to buy a retail sweater. Right? And she'd show you the red one and the green one and the blue one, you buy the blue one, that's how you buy a retail sweater. 
Now, let's say instead of that, you want to buy wholesale sweaters. Okay, you want to be in the wholesale business. You want to import sweaters from China. Could you imagine for a moment walking into Old Navy, going up to the girl behind the counter and saying, I would like to import sweaters from China, please. Can you help me? You're in the sweater business. Can you help me? What would they say? They would look at you like you're from Mars. They would, no, we don't do that. You know, that's, that's, that's a whole different part of the business. That's realtors and investors. We're, we're dealing in sweaters, we're dealing in real estate, right? But it's totally parallel universes, right? They don't know anything about what we do over here. We don't know anything about the, what they do over here, right? Even though it's all real estate. And that's the common, a lot of people when they're getting started, they're thinking like, oh, well, I'll start as a realtor. Well, that's like, I wanna be an import-export business, so I'm gonna start by working at the counter of, of Old Navy, you know, selling sweaters retail. I mean, it's not gonna be, it's gonna be a complete waste of your time. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that job, right? There's nothing wrong with retail, there's nothing wrong with wholesale, but just understand, these are totally different parallel universes that, that have very little overlap. Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.